Hey y'all, it has been a while, hasn't it? Um, I ended up taking most of the month of July off from podcasting and cannot wait to kind of fill you in next week on what I was doing during the month of July. But also, I'm so glad you're listening to this. I'm so glad you stuck with me and I'm really thankful that the podcast has been such a blessing to y'all, even over the summer when I haven't been recording, y'all have still been listening and it means the world to me. I am so excited to hop back in here. I've got a new episode today. Um, Next Tuesday, I'm going to be releasing one just ending the summer. I mean, the summer doesn't officially end until like most of the way through September. Um, But school starts back this week. So My summer, my boys' summer, is ending, so we are going to talk about all things that I loved about summer next week on the podcast, and then I already have a few episodes already recorded for you that you are going to love. I cannot wait to introduce you to these friends and the new season that'll be coming on August the 16th. It's already August. That is crazy. Um, Fall is super busy for us. We've got um, a trip, work trip for my husband, a retreat that I'm speaking at, both boys' birthdays, um, visit from family, um, our wedding anniversary, just, just a lot. Fall is always a busy time, isn't it? So before we hop into fall, because it's still over 90 today, so it's still super hot here in the south. My boys are at the pool right now, um, just lapping up the last two days of summer. We're going to go see a movie later on. So I just wanted to hop on here. And I was really thinking about this morning as I walked by the river, I thought about some scriptures that we can pray for our children before or as they start school. I know some of you started this week. I know some of you started A few weeks ago, if you're in year-round school, some of you may be doing homeschool and may not start for another week because you're on your own schedule. Some of you may start next week. Some of you um, may not even have kids in school anymore, but you want to pray these for them because they're adults. And Scripture never goes out of style. Aren't you glad? I mean, Scripture is God-breathed, so He is on the outside of time. He loves his word. His breath is near to us so we can take his words and pray them for ourselves, for our friends, for our children, for our spouses, for for people we don't even know. We can pray them for ourselves. We can we can love and pray the word of God and that is very dear to me. So I'm going to just walk through some things that I am praying for Our boys, as they start back to school, really, I'm just reading scripture and may kind of do it a little bit differently, like word it differently than reading it straight. But you never know. I don't write these things out most of the time. So you never know what you'll get. But starting out with the overarching prayers that I I pray often for our kids because they're ones that... They need to have that I need to have um, prayed over me even now as I'm 45. Again, like I said, the word of God never goes out of style. So I'm going to start 
with Ephesians 3, what I'll do is, probably what I'll do is read the scripture and then pray it back. And so you can also, if you're unfamiliar to that, if praying scripture is kind of new to you or you don't know what that looks like, I'll kind of show you what it looks like. And if you have any questions, you can always just leave me a comment somewhere and um, just let me know what questions you have and see how maybe I can help you through that. Um, but here we go, Ephesians 3. And I'm reading in the English Standard Version, Ephesians 3, 14 through 20. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of God, the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. And now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Father, we thank you that Paul um, was your servant in writing these words to the church at Ephesus. They impacted their lives then, about 2,000 years ago, and they are still impacting our lives today. Father, I pray, I need to pray more for my boys I pray that you would that you would give me the discipline and the desire to do that. But God, I pray that you would let them know that they are rooted and grounded in love. That you love them. That you have a perfect plan for their lives. That that you love them with the love of Christ that is far bigger, far longer, far deeper than they will ever know. I pray that you would allow my husband and I to come alongside them and love them with the love of Christ, that that love would flow out of us because we are being rooted and grounded in love every day. It's not a one and done. It's a every day. We need to remind ourselves that we are rooted and grounded in your love. And every day you're going to root us and ground us even deeper. Your love surpasses everything that we know. And your fullness flows out of us. It says it may be filled with the fullness of God. May you empty us of ourselves. Flow through us to our children so that they in turn may flow out in their schooling, in their friendships, in their life with their siblings, to everything that they need, that they may, as they walk into school on Thursday or whenever they are going to school or even in homeschooling or even in a Christian school environment or in their business and their work, that they may be strengthened with power through His Spirit, the Spirit of God. If we know you, it resides in us. Help us to walk with the Spirit so that our children might know what it looks like to walk 
with the Spirit. Thank you for giving us your love, your fullness, Christ, and the Holy Spirit. And we know that you are able to blow these prayer requests out of the water. That you are able to do so much more than we ask or think. We often think so small-minded. Like we don't grasp the bigger picture that you have for us, for our children, for our lives, for your glory. And that's what it says. It's for your glory, Jesus, and all the world. May you use us in our homes, in our kids, and in Carline, in volunteering at their school. All these things may be done for your glory. And it's in his name we pray. Amen. The next one is Psalm 1. And Psalm 1 and 2 are kind of the, the intro to the whole book of Psalms, which is 150 hymns that were written for the church to be sung from generation to generation, telling of the greatness of God and the glory of God and the coming Christ and all the emotions that we have. And it teaches us wisdom to know what it looks like to walk a righteous path or a wicked path and where those two paths lead us. So I pray this often for our boys that they might learn to love wisdom, to love God's word, to know God, and to put those things into practice that they would even know at almost nine and 10, they would know what it looks like to be on God's path, to be on the righteous path. So let me again read Psalm 1, and then I will pray it. Psalm 1, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season. Its leaf does not wither, and all that he does he prospers. The wicked are not so, but are like the shaft that the wind drives away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. Father, we know that you have given blessings to your children. We see that throughout the Old Testament, and we know that it will culminate in in us getting to spend eternity with Jesus on, on the throne and ruling and reigning over a new heavens and a new earth where there is no need for light because he is the light. We ask that you plant deep within us a desire for your law, a desire for your word, a desire to hear your breath in our lungs every day, that we would put you first and not our phones, not our um, things that we need to get done, but we would um, put that even in our kids, that 
in the mornings before they go to school, that we would tell them of your word, tell them of your love, tell them that they are deeply loved by the God of the universe and that he has written his word for us so that we may know you. We can know you through your word. And I pray that you would help them to so love the word and to so love you, to so desire to walk on your path that you would plant them by streams of water, that they might be fruitful, they would not wither, that they would prosper, not for their glory, but for your glory, that they might see and know and love you, the Lord of their souls, the God who created them, the Spirit who desires to reside in them and show them the way. Thank you, Jesus. And it's in his name I pray. Amen. The next one is Galatians 5, is the fruit of the Spirit. And I'm not going to read the entire passage, but I'm just going to go through the fruit of the Spirit. Um, I've been thinking about these a lot this summer. Something my husband has to remind me of often is when, especially when things are not right between my kids and I, that I need to walk with the Spirit. And you know what? Sometimes I don't like to be told that, but I need that. I need my husband to remind me, hey, the Holy Spirit lives in you. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit right now by sinning and walking according to the flesh, but walk according to the Spirit. So I definitely have some good news for y'all coming in a few weeks um, about the fruit of the Spirit, but that's for another time. But I want to uh, read Galatians 5, 22 through 24, or actually I'll go through 26, and then I'll pray it. Galatians 5. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. God, I know that as our kids go to school, they will see many things that do not resemble the Spirit of God. Pray that they would even now begin to recognize the difference, recognize that there is uh, flesh and there's spirit, there's There's evil in this world, and they will see it even in their schools and on their buses and at at recess and in the cafeteria. They will see that. Help us as parents to learn how to shepherd their hearts. But I pray that you will shepherd them when we are not around them and help them to to maybe even pick one of these and really concentrate on learn how to grow in peace or faithfulness. But Lord, they'll also see things that they want. This world is full of desires. Not all of them are bad, but I pray that they would not be conceited, that they would not envy one another, that they would see that all that they have been provided for has been found in you and that you are their good and, and the Spirit helps them to grow in all of these things so that they will not envy what they should not envy. 
and they envy things that are of this world, and they are not content. Pray that you would grow them deep with contentment and know how good you are and that goodness can reside in them to grow them and to be able to show goodness and faithfulness and gentleness to their friends and to their teachers, to the ones who are getting picked on at school, to people who are picking on them. May they be filled with love for their enemies, with peace, with kindness. May kindness flow out of them as kindness has been poured in. We love you, Jesus, and we're thankful for you. Amen. Those are the main three that I pray for our boys. I need to print those out or write them out and put them with my morning quiet time so that I can pray over them daily, those verses. There are so many other things that you can pray for your children as they return to school, that they would be obedient to the people in authority, that they would learn to love learning and grow in learning, that they would um, be able to know how wonderful your world is because you created it and you have caused them to know it. May they see the beauty that you display in the world, even in math, science, and English, and history, and at recess and lunch, that every person they sit by was created by you, their teacher was created by you, that all, all these things, I mean, don't you see how wide we can pray for our kids? There's always something we can be praying for, that they would form friendships. We can pray for their friendships, even now. I mean, we've been in the same school now. I mean, our kids started school here. We actually started in pre-K um, and pre-K three here in Augusta, and we're going into fourth and third. And what I love about it, and at times I dislike it because they see hurt a lot more, is that they've they've developed friendships. And every year when we find out who our teachers are, we have to text around and see, hey, who did so and so get? Who did your friend get? Hey, are they in the same class? Oh, they'll see each other at recess. All these things. And I'm so grateful for a fabulous public school. We have had such a great experience at our kids' school. Some of the teachers go to our church. Some of the teachers are believers that pray over their kids before they come into school. And I know that. And some of them are pastor's wives in the area. I mean, that is such, such good news to me, especially when I find out that that their teachers are believers and maybe that gives me a little bit more openness to be able to talk about problems we're having or anything. So I would scout that out. Maybe maybe your teacher is a believer and just can't teach from the Bible because they go to a public school. And if you have the freedom and the liberty and the finances to go to a Christian school or a private school, rejoice in that. I was in a Christian school for 13 years. And I'm so thankful my parents made that sacrifice. Um, That is not a luxury we have here um, raising our kids. But I don't even know if we had the means if we would do it. We love our kids being in the school where they are to get to know people in this community that we're not going to see at church. But they'll still be able to see them around and maybe have an impact on them when we have them in our homes. Um, 
And I would also pray almost almost daily for a change in our boys' hearts that that we would begin to see, and we are, we are seeing this. We're seeing the fruit of of Bible reading and prayer and God changing their hearts. Only God can change your kids' hearts, not you and not their teachers, not their friends. Only God is in the business of taking a heart of stone and making it a heart of flesh. And then also the last thing is that they would learn to love others well. And you know what? It's hard. It is hard to love others well when they're mean to you. I've experienced some this summer just of some of my boys' friends not returning that friendship and just being mean. And I know my boys can be mean, but man, it hurts a mama's heart's heart to to see and hear the things that kids can say about your own kids. And just learning to walk with my kids through that has been hard. And um, yeah, they're going to make choices that aren't good. Other kids are going to make choices that aren't good. And they all affect, as I told my older son the other day, sin affects all of us. And even sin done by others will affect us. It doesn't even have to be done to us. It can just be done like, and all of our plans have to change because of sin or something. So those, I hope, will allow you to see the need for scripture in your prayer life for your kids as they return to school, as change comes, as they deal with anxiety, as they deal with hurt, as they deal with new experiences that they don't understand. Um, I know we will get to that, especially the older our boys get. But the older our boys get, the more I know that there's no way I can parent on my own. That I need help. And the Word of God and the Spirit of God is my help in parenting. And I pray these scriptures will help you pray for your kids as they begin a new school year. We will uh, be back next week for my love of all things summer podcast. And then in just a couple weeks, we'll be um, back with some friends talking about some really, really great things. So thanks for listening. If you haven't left a review of the podcast over wherever you listen, would you take two seconds and do that? I mean, it doesn't take long to do a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. You just click a button. You can write a few words if you want, but it helps other people hear about the podcast. Or if you want to share it on social media, that would be a really big blessing to me as well. Pray that your day is filled with goodness, and I'll talk to you next week.